Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Taking Gunning. Well, special episode again um, in the journey of conversations with um, innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. Uh, and before I introduce our guest, I'm joined by Ed um, because Ed is a cool guy who always comes and I call him to join for the podcast. Rufar, on the other hand, decided to, you know, not be here today, which is, I guess, kind of not understandable, but that, that's fine. Um, Ed, don't you want to say hi? Well, yeah, you're just being silent today. Hi everyone. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not I'm not the silent type. I see. Unless if the internet does me does me dirty. Now you just jinxed it. Like that was going to No. Nope. Uh, okay. No, it will not. It must not. <laughs> Let's hope so. So uh, to our guest today, we are joined by Padm Koi and Wisdom James Rombo. These guys are, we wrote about them, was it last month or the month before? Sorry, last year in December or November. Uh, they devised a COVID-19 uh, analysis based on AI and X-ray analysis. Um, so it's a pretty interesting thing to go through because it's um, it was sort of comparative work with some work that has been done in the field already in that respect. And it was interesting to see how Zimbabwe did approach it. And yeah, the the... The, the conversations I had with them prior to this were, were, were pretty interesting. So I'll let the, the guys introduce themselves. Uh, hi, Edwin. I'm Koi Padun. Mm, I'm one of the team, of, or one of the duo which developed this system. And, uh, a computer scientist, a, a hacker, and an enthusiast. Is it safe to say hacker online? Like, they don't just assume that if there's a security breach, we call pardon. With my buzzer, pardon, What? I beg your pardon? No, I was saying, you said hacker. So is it safe to say if there's a security breach, you just you just guess because it was pardon? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so... Uh... <laughs> James, uh, wisdom, James. Yeah, hello. Yeah, we're waiting for you to maybe introduce yourself and maybe then we'll present. Yeah, okay. Uh, let me first highlight on the on the hacker. The hacker he is an ethical hacker. So they are white <laughs> black hackers. So I'm um, I'm wisdom James Morombo. Uh, I'm a student at the National University of Science and Technology. I'm studying industrial and manufacturing engineering. So I'm part of the duo, me and Pardon, uh, we recently developed the, the COVID-19 induced pneumonia diagnostic system, which took second place to the national, in the international network of appropriate technology competition. Yeah, so we're still in the pr pr process of uh, trying to deploy it and uh, make it as practical as possible so that we can implement it in the medical industry. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, so you guys have different fields which is curious to me because pardon you're in cybersecurity mainly. Um, you've done a lot of work, a lot of work with iWatch, uh, which I assume is your company, the company name. Um, and you've got a lot of accreditation, the United Nations, uh, AT&T, CERT EU, and et cetera. And James, you're a manufacturing, industrial manufacturing major. So I want to get from both you guys, how did this happen? How did you guys meet uh, to then, you know, kind of come together on this? <laughs> uh, the thing is, uh, we, me and this, Guy, we grew up together and we were both taking this. I, at my own view, we we're both taking this. And then I went to Rosenberg University to study information systems. 
and then he went to National University of Science and Technology studying industrial manufacturing. So uh, we were discussing with James that we can combine these two subjects, the industrial manufacturing and uh, information systems. So we decided we, we decided to merge in a way because uh, there's sort of a connection between industrial manufacturing systems and information technology. Yeah, that's how everything uh, started to take. And then we started to develop some projects, yeah, some different projects uh, together, discussing together, spending a lot of time together, coding and everything. Uh, and we, 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 we wanted to do the hackathon, the Zimbabwe, the Zimbabwe hackathon or competition, but we, we, we were led, yeah. And then James came with this ICAT link, and then we started developing this system. Uh, but in it, it was uh, back in 2019, I think, yeah. They were started developing a breast cancer detection system, but we were doing it slow because we were both going to school and coming back and continuing the project. But then uh, last year, that, that's when we managed to, because of COVID, we managed to spend time together a lot of time together <laughs> and then we yeah that's how it happened james ah interesting yeah yeah so 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 that that, that that's it um yeah we 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 uh, in my in my um degree program industrial manufacturing engineering uh, we are doing uh, a number of programming languages. So we're trying to, to combine industrial and manufacturing engineering, their control systems, whereby we, we will be trying to combine code in machines, automation. So we're doing uh, C programming. We are also doing VB. So with Pardon, he came to me, that was back in those days. As we grew up, we were always tech enthusiasts. So he was like, James, are these there's this programming language. Of course, you're doing C, of course, you're doing VB, but, but there's this Python. Python is, is getting to be more practical in the cutting edge uh, uh, technological revolution uh, we are in. Uh, so that's when we, we started to engage in Python coding, uh, doing a lot of nano degrees in Python. Uh, so that, that's how we, 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 we engaged in, in, in a few projects and we started with the breast cancer one as Pardon was, was starting. And we were doing a lot of uh, AI nano degree uh, programs so that we can get an in-depth of artificial intelligence and other programming um, modalities. Yeah, that's some very interesting and very technical stuff. <laughs> so the inspiration for COVID-19 AI diagnostic system was from uh, Kegel's hack, the COVID-20 uh, data, data sets, which, was which catalogs the COVID-19 patients' x-rays. Uh, what was your design process like and how does it differ from the other work that is going on in the same field? Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> uh, Kego, Kego is, um, is a platform for, for artificial intelligence experts, uh, whereby they will be hosting competitions on different artificial intelligence projects. So um, here, yeah, we thought of pardon, we were like, uh, so in this corona season, can we come up with, with something because this pandemic 
AI can be applied in a lot of different fields. It can be applied in even on farms, on cattle breeds. You can classify a different cattle breeds. You can even classify different um, uh, maybe diseases which affect uh, uh, different plants just by looking at the at the colors and uh, the different patterns on the plants on the on the leaves of the plant. So um, we're like, is there any in Africa, be it or even in Zimbabwe, is there been any implementation of artificial intelligence in terms of health systems? So that we, that's when we, we started to do a research uh, on COVID-19, uh, how can we tackle COVID using AI? So that is when we, we, we went to discover that you can actually uh, differentiate between uh, because radiologists were having a hard time between differentiating uh, regular pneumonia, which was already there, and the, the one uh, which is induced by, by, by COVID. So we went on to do research. Uh, uh, we, we were, we, we were uh, moving through and going to different uh, uh, hospitals and engaging with different So that's when we decided from just looking at X-rays, radiologists can, can see. Uh, that this patient is suffering from pneumonia so, to, to, to develop an algorithm to differentiate between uh, the regular pneumonia and uh, the pneumonia induced by COVID-19. So this was, this was a tool to, to help radiologists uh, to, 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 to diagnose uh, COVID-19 pneumonia and regular pneumonia uh, more efficiently and with a high accuracy. Yeah, sure. In terms of uh, hospital system and uh, hospital information technology, that is computer science applied in the hospital system. Uh, a lot of people were asking, how, how would this happen? And me and James, we, we, we have been through a artificial intelligence nano degree in healthcare. It's a nano degree which teaches how to apply artificial intelligence in healthcare. So we did this nano degree, uh, the whole of last year, the whole of last year. We started uh, the healthcare in 2019 when we were doing the breast cancer detection, but we were not much into the how everything, how everything works. But the, the rest of last year, we spent about maybe six months doing this nano degree, which gave us a lot of exposure to how hospital systems works and everything. That's how, our way, our, most of the confidence of doing <laughs> this care from my thing. Okay, interesting. So I think for, for everyone who's kind of who read the article that we, we put out and um, the, the one thing we stressed that and the one with the conversations I had with you guys earlier was that there is, this is not in essence um, to replace the obviously the medical practitioners, this being radiologists or general practitioners or, you know, people yeah. in the field. This is more of a compliment yeah. um, to to the PCR tests uh, and 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 that and antibody, and antibody tests that are happening already. So, I'm ask, in your process of designing the, the system, uh, how did you approach? How did you? Sorry, um, what are the consultation processes like, um, if any, with medical professionals uh, to compare your your um, system and the data they had or their assessments with the data sets that you had? Yeah, yeah. So, so that was the process we are in right now. Uh, we were assigned. Um, uh, by the by the by the by the Minister of Health, uh, we were assigned uh, uh, Dr. Nike, because they contacted us, they, they phoned us, 
um, and some government officials, and uh, they assigned that uh, do, do, uh, a radiologist, um, I presume Dr. Knight. So that was the process we were in even last week. So he was phoning us, telling us that, uh, uh, can you come up here in Harare so that we can, we can uh, test your algorithm. Uh, we can give it uh, some labeled uh, chest X-rays uh, and we see uh, how, how it is going to perform uh, the, 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 the scores it is going to achieve. So, so that is the process we are having now. And the little challenge we have is uh, uh, I have exams and part uh, uh, is, is in essay. So um, just after my exams, that is when we are going to, uh, to take that initiative uh, and try to see its performance and optimize it and, and deploy it in different hospitals. Pardon, any more, <laughs> anything in terms of our, <laughs> in terms of how we want to raise, as far as this COVID-19 system is, is concerned. Yeah, yeah, we are pushing our there's not much, but we are pushing it by all means uh, so that we can get our product uh, in the market. Mm -hmm. Because uh, there's also there's also a company that we we had a partnership deal with, uh, which is an essay. So we are trying to 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 try and see if we can uh, implement uh, the systems that we have, including the breast cancer one, and try to engage with uh, a few hospitals also in essay. In South Africa, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay, that's uh, that's interesting. So, just building up on top of that, um, have you started building probably a local database of check chest X-rays? Uh, maybe there are some peculiarities that are common with local cases that the system might easily identify. Exactly, exactly. That that is exactly what Doctor Knight was was uh, was stating that we have to, to pass into that algorithm are some local data sets so that we can maybe go to Parinyatwa, uh, there's in Pilo Hospital in Blowayo, uh, we come here in Mashingo so that we can gather up um, some local indigenous data sets so that our, our algorithm can be as practical and uh, practical as possible so that we can optimize it and make it even more efficient, relevant uh, to the indigenous people of Zimbabwe and SADC and even Africa at large. Yeah. Wow, great. Oh, fantastic, as long as the system is useful, I think that is, that is um, well, it's, it's local and useful, I think is the best way to, to, to go about it. So even um, going on to that, like earlier on, we spoke about the deployment process that you guys are still in the deployment uh, stage of trying to find ways to deploy it. So is, are there any possible integrations right now with X-ray machines available? Because uh, the biggest concern is that um, not all of them are adaptable to that kind of stuff because I'm pretty sure there's still some hospitals in Zimbabwe that use um, the old style wash uh, X-rays instead of, you know, digitally capturing the, the radiographs. So how have you, uh, how's the deployment process going to work with that, um, you, know, uh, you know, making it as universal as possible? Yeah, yeah. So um, we were checking um, uh, on that X-ray issue that um, there are two types of X-rays. The one which doesn't have that digital 
uh, because uh, these X-rays which we pass into our algorithm, they are PNGs and JPEGs. So um, we're checking out the condition of, of how we can implement it on local X-rays. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of them are, uh, they are they're analog, they're, they're those are traditional X-ray machines. So um, they can be digitalized. There are certain um, uh, utilities that are added uh, on that uh, on those X-rays so that they can they can produce digital uh, images. Uh, so that is the quotation in the and the initiative we have been taking so that um, we can see that uh, this uh, this system can can be applied in the local in the local hospitals so that they can produce digital images of the X-rays. Uh, pardon, pardon yeah, and also, yeah, and also, uh, the, the, the other thing which I found, which we found out, which make it easy, if a hospital have a system which cannot provide digital images, this this system, this format called a DICOM, uh, it's a format for hospital data, which means uh, a hospital center, maybe let's say in Guero, can submit the those DICOM files. A DICOM file contain and uh, let's say a patient medical ID, a patient name, a patient cell name, all the hospital data, and you can uh, combine it with your image, which means uh, maybe a medical center in Guero can send a bulky file of telecoms. And then our system, we are planning so that it can process telecom files. It will then write the result on, on those telecom files. And then it can be, it can be sent back in time. So if other senders don't have uh, that good, those type of X-ray which can uh, which can provide digital images or something, we can still use those medical senders because our system can do it in time and the telecom files with both of patient name and patient medical history and data, and then put it back to, to, to send it back, let's say to Quero with the results in time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also on the traditional X-ray machines, which are in our local hospital issue, uh, the detector retrofitting on on, on existing X-ray machines. Uh, uh, the lowest price was uh, on sixty-two thousand, and the highest was around one hundred forty-two thousand US. So uh, that is uh, the initiative and the uh, and the quotation we've been looking, at. and uh, we are also into trying to see which if there may be hospitals here in Zimbabwe which have that digital format on X-rays and, and also to see which hospitals don't have that, uh, uh, that uh, re retrofitting uh, uh, accessories, X-ray machines which can produce digital format so that we can, we can know how to tackle and how to engage uh, this initiative of deploying our, our machine together with the DICOM formats. Oh, that's great. That's great. So I'm just, I'm just curious as to if there are any hospitals or medical facilities that have signed up for that program for the, that equipment you guys are trying to build. Um, are there any local ones or maybe international ones that are looking into having such a team incorporated into their x-rays? 
Yeah, uh, like uh, locally, like James says, Dr. Nike is trying to make to make it one something like they say they have a packs for system, like that, that their system, so that basically submit uh, the their images or their input uh, into the in our system. So if that happens, that's maybe we will a to b then up and running, and then we we'll start we we'll start maybe the marketing of products of the product internationally. And here uh, in Africa, we were planning to make it an all-in-one, like uh, a pack of the X-ray, a nice X-ray, which can be, which which really suit the system so that we can provide it as one in X-ray and the, and the what, and the, um, and the system all together. Oh, cool, that's, uh, that's, that's great, but, the one thing that I think we are all concerned about is funding. Um, I'm sure it's, it's, it's not easy um, trying to get up this project off the ground and a resource procurement. I know at this point, um, you guys are using your own initiative and your own time and funds. So beyond the partnerships with, with South African entities and companies, in terms of local players, with this sort of development is going to benefit, at the, benefit us the most because in essence, it's going to cut the diagnostic time or the time it takes to process patients significantly. Mm-hmm. So are there any local yeah. players interested in funding? Because it's one thing to say, oh, the Ministry of Health has put us on with Dr. Nike. It's another thing to say, oh, no, we're getting actual local support to expand the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on this note, uh, let me highlight this, uh, that uh, Ambassador Mtangwa uh, just called us. So he's the one who directed us to Dr. Nike. And he was telling us that hey, if there is anything you might need and, and ETC and resources, you should be free to call. So, uh, so we are still in that system uh, because uh, there's a lot of products, especially on the X-ray units uh, to, 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 to be able to have those digital X-ray machines in the case that uh, we might not have access. And in the case that we might try to modify the existing uh, traditional X-ray machines, the detector retrofitting, uh, there's also uh, some funding needed there. So uh, this is this might be the challenge, and this is the initiative we are we we, we that is that is on ground. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that um, there is some support, and hopefully the funding will come in because this is um, uh, a pretty useful mm-hmm. system. Um, I just have one follow-on. Um, we haven't really talked much in depth about the um, the. Uh, the breast cancer system. I think that that is a topic that deserves its own uh, segment. But I was curious as to the adaptability of the the, the system you're using for um, to use uh, chest X-rays with AI. So this is a system that could be potentially used for stuff like tuberculosis, um, lung cancer, etc. So are you putting in you know those uh, are you are you factoring in those things for adaptability? Because at one at some point, I'm guessing and I'm hoping. That the COVID nineteen pandemic goes over, but the system is really good because even if it even if it helps COVID nineteen uh, diagnostics, it could still help rapidly increase the, um, the 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 diagnostic process for other diseases that might take a while. Um, so, for example, someone has lung cancer; they usually do a lot of stuff when they do that. So, it could be biopsy, and it could be CAT scans and, and MRIs and stuff like that. To be absolutely sure. So, are you are you are you figuring or working in um, increasing or in, uh, other options for diseases for your system so that after COVID-19 is gone, then you can still adapt it to other things. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what happens with these systems, is like we can 
add like uh, the network that we have right now detect covid-19 induced pneumonia so we can uh, find, look for a data set for 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 lalala and cancer and because we have uh, maybe malignant or benign tumors or what, what well, i don't know how those cancers work but uh, if we add a data set on, on top of that network, we can make a one powerful network, either make a one powerful network which detects, uh, which detects both both uh, diseases like tuberculosis, lung cancer, and mm, pneumonia and what. Or we can make we can make them one by one. Like we can make another another system with the same concept and the same techniques, our fine tuning and everything which detects specifically lung cancer and another one which, is, which detects specifically tuberculosis. And it, it will be easy for us because uh, right now we have been through the process and we are aware of the mistakes and all those difficult challenges. So it will be easy for us to move fast in development of other systems which can help improve the diagnosis in, te in, terms, of, uh, uh, in terms of difficultness of diagnosis. In, Every disease. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And on that note, uh, that that is the beauty of artificial intelligence. Uh, we are saying that artificial intelligence is trying to, to mimic the human brain. So there the can be specific diagnostic system. For instance, the, the COVID-19 one, uh, the, the, the breast cancer one. Uh, we are also uh, on that, on in, in line to develop uh, more and more. So our, our goal as we move on, even the, the goal of artificial intelligence is to, is to achieve general AI. So, so, so we also hope that uh, as we go on, as we move on, uh, we can also combine all those systems to become a one package by transfer right. learning. We'll be adding uh, the, the, the line cancer algorithm uh, the, the weights of the lung cancer. We, we also add the weights of the breast cancer. We also add uh, the weights of the COVID-19 system uh, to the extent that it 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 it, it will be a form of a brain that that, that can uh, that, that that can detect all these things. Because the the goal is we want to to achieve general AI so that it can be a, 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 a an even more efficient human being, which can be able to see and detect any type of disease. So that is the beauty of artificial intelligence. By transfer learning, we can keep on adding and adding and more data. And it, it, by, 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 by doing that, we, we are making it to be more efficient and more effective. So AI, we, we can, you can do, you can do almost any uh, diagnostic um, process using artificial intelligence. So we can almost come up with any uh, project uh, using artificial intelligence. It's not limited. And we are still in the process of of trying to to, to discover more and more and more. Fantastic. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, one more question is: uh, Are there data sets available for stuff like MRIs and CT scans? Uh, I'm sure you know. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. We three uh, D medical imaging imaging is what we are doing right now. James, James. <laughs> I hope you're doing it <laughs> because yeah, it's yeah. part of it was part of the nano degree we did uh, magnetic resonance imaging CT scans. Um, there are a lot of public data sets for for that because we were also developing a breast cancer screening system which uses mam uh, mammography. Mammography images are sort of a CT, but specifically for for human breast, so that maybe we can do breast cancer screening in Zimbabwe. As, as a whole, like it will be diff different with detection because detection is maybe when you are suspecting 
for a, for a tumor growth or something. But screening is just everyone is coming and being screened for for breast cancer. So uh, MRIs and CT scans uh, can be found in some private data sets in public data sets. If we're talking about private data sets, it's like we are approaching uh, international hospitals by their email addresses. And we can use the fact that maybe we are students or um, a company uh, asking for their data sets so that we can carry out the specific projects. Yes, if we don't find on public data sets, we can also, there's still a room for us to look for those data sets in, uh, in, for uh, um, private institutions. In private institutions, we can request them and most of them can answer in time and yeah. Oh, great. Well, I'm, 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 I'm guessing like all medical students right now are happy to hear that you guys are developing this because this will definitely cut a year off their six-year study because uh, radio radiology will just be simply, hey, pardon, wisdom created this. All we need to do is log into their machine. <laughs> they will be yeah. All right, guys. So, yeah. so thank you very much for joining us. Um, this was a productive um, conversation and I learned quite a bit about AI. I'm, I'm more on the medical side, not too much on the AI side. So I'm glad you guys are expanding into MRI and into... Um, uh, into CT scans and yeah, hopefully you get all the data sets you need because I'm pretty sure that if you can get this running, we can you can put Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe's medical um, sector ahead of the curve uh, when it comes to screening patients. Uh, hopefully save a lot of money as well uh, when, in terms of time and manpower. Uh, so thanks guys for joining us and thank you to Ed um, who's, who's, who's been wingmanning today. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It was a fun conversation this one. Thanks for having me, dude. You, you're on, on every episode. How can you say thanks for having me? You're not a guest, man. <laughs> I want to be one of these days. <laughs> soon. We'll interview you about something soon. <laughs> all right, so, so, you know? <laughs> so, for sure. so to all the listeners, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Uh, sure, sure. Thank you very much.